Hello and welcome back to the Promethean Perspective, the Advent series. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm so happy that you are here. I'm so delighted that you have decided to join us on our Advent series as we continue to journey throughout this beautiful season of preparation for the coming of our Lord and baby Jesus in the Christmas season. So in the podcast today, we are going to be um, continuing our daily readings and reflections because delving into the word of God, which is God's love letter to us, further assists us to have deeper prayer, deeper silence, deeper reflection on God's message to us and how we can better prepare prepare our place in our hearts and our minds uh, for him so that whenever Christmas does come, he has a place to rest and remain and we can just continue to gaze into the precious face and eyes and heart and everything, the fullness of baby Jesus. So join us as we continue our Advent series and delving into the first Thursday in the first week of Advent. So today is the first Thursday in the first week of Advent. It is December 2nd and today's readings take us through Isaiah. Um, They take us through Psalm 118 and into Matthew chapter 7. So let us begin all things as we should through with and in the Father as we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. A first reading according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 1 through 6. On that day they will sing this song in the land of Judah. A strong city have we. He set up walls and ramparts to protect us. Open up the gates to let in a nation that is just, one that keeps faith. A nation of firm purpose you keep in peace, in peace for its trust in you. So trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an eternal rock. He humbles those in high places, and the lofty city he brings down. He tumbles it to the ground, levels it with the dust. It is trampled underfoot by the needy, by the footsteps of the poor. Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 118. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Open to me the gates of justice. I will enter them and give thanks to the Lord. This gate is the Lord's. The just shall enter it. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me, and have been my Savior. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. O Lord, grant salvation. O Lord, grant prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, who blessed you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. A gospel according to Matthew, chapter 7, verse 21, 24, and 27. Jesus said to his disciples, Now everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house but it did not collapse, and it has been set solidly on rock. Everyone who listens to these words of mine, but does not act on them, is like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. So today's readings, as I already stated, take us through Isaiah, of Psalm 118 and the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. And our main focus or reflection for today's readings is primarily the verse between from 24 to 25 where 
it says that everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man because that is like saying because the wise man is the one who builds his house on the rock so even when the rain comes and the floods come and the winds blow and buffet the house the house doesn't collapse because it's set solidly on rock and today's overarching theme is that we have to listen we have to come to understand and then we have to act and one of the hardest things to do specifically in the world in which we live is to listen are we able to truly listen and listen well I mean, the question, like, do we even know how to listen? And, and mo- more than likely, this is a struggle for you because this is a, a very large struggle in today's society because so many people are so preoccupied with so much noise of social media, of websites, of apps, of TV, of music, of, you know, gossip. People are so occupied with listening to so much empty noise that we don't even know how to listen well. And listening is more than hearing. Because listening implies or indicates that one hears but also comprehends. And in, the, in this particular scripture passage from Matthew chapter 7, Jesus really indicates and, and, and stresses that listening is not enough to be a disciple. That like once we've heard and once we understand, we must then act. And acting on God's word, on his love letter to us, requires a complete surrendering. It requires total embracing of his word and what that word means in action. So you could think of it as act versus potency or action put into potency. What is the potentiality of the act? How will you put his word into action? And Christ is encouraging us here that that we have to permit the word of God to dictate our actions because that's when our feet will be set, as Matthew indicates in the gospel, solidly on rock. And this imagery that Christ uses is very descriptive, and it's for a reason, because, you know, as humans, we need (laughs) the particulars, apparently. And as we noticed yesterday in yesterday's reflection, that God pays attention to the details. And he knows that we, in our human nature, pay attention to the details, too. So he cares about what we care about, as long as it is good and holy. And so Jesus uses this descriptive imagery of a house built on sand. And how it's very different than a house built on a solid rock. And now we can also apply this imagery to the church of Peter, Kepha, who is the rock. And Christ builds the church on Peter, the first pope, who is the solid rock. And so there's that analogy of of how Christ founded his church, how he built, in a sense, a house on a solid rock. And one can only imagine the problems that would await a house built on sand. Because every storm that would come <clears throat> would cause immense anxiety and worry to the person that owns that house or that's living in that house. And the same applies to our spiritual life. If we build our lives on faultiness, on, if you will, sand, that every kind of anxiety, every kind of fear, every kind of challenge, turmoil, trial within our life is only going to cause anxiety, worry, destruction, fear, and fear is always going to be present if we have a sandy foundation because sand erodes. It goes away. It falls away. But if the house, if our lives are built on a solid rock, which is Christ, then we can live with a great confidence in the midst of the storms that we experience in life, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of our mistakes. And so the readings today really encourage us and present us with this opportunity to reflect upon our foundations. What is our life founded upon? And Advent is this time of preparation where we're able to examine 
how and when and where and why, what we're preparing for, are we preparing well for Christ? But what is our preparation founded upon? If our life is founded on Christ and his goodness and his love and his faithfulness, then I can assure you, your life is founded on firm rock. Christ entered our world. He took on flesh. He became the incarnate word so that he could provide that foundation, that firm foundation for each and every one of us. And that the path to that rock of foundation, that foundation of rock is to be able to listen, but then to comprehend, to act. So listen, understand, act, and permit your house, your life, to be totally set on the firmness of him. Let him be your foundation. Because I can assure you that if Christ is your foundation, there will never be any storm, any buffeting, any wind, anything in this life that can destroy your foundation. Christ promises faithfulness. He promises fidelity. He is everlasting. And he is a firm foundation. So let us conclude with a prayer as we pray. Christ, in your unfathomable kindness, your just extreme goodness, permit your example of a human life, permit the reality of you becoming incarnate word, let that be the foundation of our lives. May our lives be built upon you, set upon you, focused upon you, because you are our firm foundation. And this requires surrender, Lord. This requires trust. Permit us to have the trust and the surrender and the courage and the fortitude to place everything upon you and to rest in the fact that you are a faithful and firm foundation. Lord, permit us to trust you and permit us to draw ever closer to you and the Holy Family as we continue to travel throughout this Advent season. Lord, humble us. Teach us what we must do to prepare a proper place in our hearts and our minds so that when the Christmas season comes, we will have a place for you to rest and to remain. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God bless you all, dear listeners. I pray that you are continuing to have a fruitful and just absolutely abundant and yet beautifully simple Advent as we continue to travel towards the joyful season of Christmas. I just encourage you to not ever, ever, ever overlook all the many, many gifts that our Lord desires to give you during this time. And I um, especially encourage you just to remain ever close to Our Lady and to St. Joseph and just to really reflect on how they prepared um, to become (laughs) the parents of the Savior of the world. So God bless you all. I'm praying for you and continue to have a fruitful Advent season.